Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a poet, a pastor, and a podcaster. Here at HSP, we encourage the spiritual practice of looking and listening for the sacred in everyday life. This is what we call Holy Shenanigans. Have you ever received an upside-down blessing? Upside-down blessings are a close cousin to a holy shenanigan. They are gifts of grace that take us off guard and give us opportunities to learn a needed lesson. A holy shenanigan and her cousin, Upside Down Blessing, came to me at the age of 10. It came to me as a birthday gift from my maternal grandmother. When the package arrived, I was surprised because I knew grandma to be diligent in sending birthday cards with $5. She had many children and grandchildren to remember for their birthdays. But a package... This was something different. This was something to be noted. I eagerly opened the package to find a large book of children's poems. My excitement over the gift quickly turned to a flash of embarrassment. From the look of the cover of the book, yes, I know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. This book was for a much younger child that someone at the mature age of 10 would have no use for. How could I have known that this book of poems would become an upside-down blessing? The book sat on my shelf for a very long time. Occasionally, my mom would ask me if I'd read it, and I would say, Oh, not yet. Not yet, indeed. That winter, it would turn out, would be a season where I spent a great deal of time in my room, as I had several turns being sick with the flu and strep throat. My mom served as my nurse giving me glass after glass of cold ginger ale, taking my temperature, and carting me off to the doctor multiple times. She empathized with me over the terrible taste of the antibiotics I'd been given, and in an effort to distract me from my pitiful circumstances, went over to the bookshelf, picked up the poetry anthology for children, and started to read The Land of Counterpain by Robert Louis Stevenson. 
When I was sick and lay abed, I had two pillows at my head, and all my toys beside me lay to keep me happy all the day. As my mom read each verse of this poem, I realized what an upside-down blessing I'd been given by my grandmother in this book that I've come to know now as a children's garden of verses. It was my early introduction to poetry, and poetry that I would come to love. And it was an excellent reminder to never judge a book or a person by their exterior. Thanks to this book of poetry given to me by my grandmother, this is a lesson I was taught. But sometimes I still need to be reminded that there is a great deal to be learned from the upside-down blessings and the poems like I found in the land of counterpane. Micah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, is a Bible text that always inspires me. This well-known concluding line punctuates its overall themes of prophetic justice, stating, He, God, has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. I can't tell you how many times I've returned to Micah's words partly for its don't-get-too-big-for-your-britches, reminding 10-year-old me, thinking I was too mature for an upside-down blessing of a poetry book. I also love the simplicity of the do-thisness of the prophet's words. Do justice, love kindness, and yes, walk humbly with God. But in its simplicity, I can too easily think, check, got it. Today, I will simply do justice love kindness, and walk humbly with God, and then realize that this work is the work of a lifetime, as well as being yet another upside-down blessing. The prophet Micah, being a human person, also knew the weight of these wise-for-the-ages words, and spoke and wrote them prophetically, that these words are the ongoing practice of learning, growing, and becoming spiritually mature that Micah's lesson is a spiritual practice that acknowledges where we are today, much like the examine where we think about where we receive consolation and desolation. This wisdom from Micah also helps us set intentions on where we hope and intend to be tomorrow. For more of an upside-down blessing, we look to the lessons of the Beatitudes in Mark 5 as spoken from Christ a list of who is blessed in this upside-down kingdom of God. These Beatitudes show us that the way the world sees success and maturity is not the way that God sees it. The upside-down blessings of the Beatitudes read like this. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. When you hear this list of Beatitudes, do you hear hope of a blessing? Or do you hear a call to the corrective mercy and upside down? gospel. Sometimes we hear it as a blessing. Sometimes we hear it as a corrective. But this is all a part of the practice 
of growing, growing and continuing to grow throughout our whole lives in these spiritual practices. According to the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, the definition of a prophet is this, one who utters divinely inspired revelations as a writer of one of the prophetic books, or one regarded by a group of followers as the final authoritative revealer of God's will. And second, one gifted with more than ordinary spiritual and moral insight, especially an inspired poet. Webster's first definition of a prophet are the ones we're more familiar with, but I am drawn to the second one, the prophet as one gifted with a more than ordinary spiritual insight, like an inspired poet. A poet as a prophet? A poet like Robert Louis Stevenson? Yes. A gifter of poems like my grandmother? Yes. A reader of poems to a sick child like my mom? Yes. How about a person who needs to learn more about the power of upside-down blessings? Like me and you. Yes. Poets tell the world the truth that is in their heart and mind. They write poems even if people judge the book by the cover and need another person of insight to help them to see the wisdom of the words between those pages. Poets and prophets offer us the gift of upside-down blessings, if only we hear them. A prophet. For a prophet, empathy is a gift that sometimes feels like a curse. I was taught or maybe assumed that a prophet is angry, shaking fists, growling, judging everything they see as ugly. But a prophet can smile, paint, listen, write, speak, sing, be human, and connected to the divine. A prophet without empathy is like an unplugged microphone that should be saying something important, but they are muted because ugliness can't be amplified. For the prophet with empathy, carrying tiredness and tears because they care, their words are carried in the wind that whispers the word mercy, so we remember mercy. Being a prophet is a curse, only if empathy is forgotten. This week's poem comes from yours truly, and is a reflection on what it is and what it means to be a prophet and a poet. Does a prophet poet bless? Does a prophet poet tell hard truths? Yes. Trying to completely define the work of prophet poet is a big task. But this work of being a prophet poet is one that I know is about the work of giving upside-down blessings. The format of the prophet poem is in honor of renowned poet Lucille Clifton. As a poet prophet, she is well known for being able to say wise and wonderful truths with great brevity. In an interview for the Antioch Review, Clifton said she continued to write because... Writing was a way of continuing to hope. Perhaps for me it is a way of remembering I am not alone. How would Clifton like to be remembered? I would like to be seen as a woman whose roots go back to Africa, who tried to honor being human. My inclination is to try to help. Perhaps helping is also an essential motivator 
of an empathic prophet poet. For Clifton, her poetry was a way of helping, of extending hope. So as we round the corner thinking about upside-down blessings and prophet poets, I wonder what qualities you think are essential to being a prophet or poet. Has a prophet or poet given you an upside-down blessing? Has a prophet or poet helped you to look at your life and to learn something new? I bet you they have. I give thanks to my grandma for the gift of that children's garden of verses and to my mom for helping me to hear its upside-down blessings. A prophet with empathy carries tiredness and tears because they care. Their words are carried in the wind that whispers the word mercy, so we remember mercy. I am your holy shenanigans muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining me this week for holy shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Thanks to Ian Eastman for sound editing and to HSP listeners for supporting our work with this podcast by way of www.buymeacoffee.com backslash Tara L. Eastman.